Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I'm so excited to be joined in the studio today by a longtime returning guest, a friend of mine, a fellow Bravo sister, Sarah Galley. Welcome back to the show. Oh my God, it's such a pleasure to be here. It's, such a thrill. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since been you've been minute. in the stew. I'm I've been insulted. in your stew yep. last week. So yep. we're we're like, we're caught up in the sense of like we've talked about these current seasons that are happening on Bravo, you and I, but maybe not here, maybe not on this show. Yeah. And the nice thing is that our podcasts have different energies, so it's never a yeah. duplicate. It's always sort of just continuing the conversation, which I really love. I, I love that, too. And I think that if, if you haven't listened to Andy's Girls, go check it out because I was on last week. So if you if you want to hear about last week's episode of Miami <laughs> and Beverly Hills before you hear about this one. And who doesn't? And who does? I mean... I the thing is I I feel like you and I are kind of on the same same wavelength where we have hosted Bravo podcasts for a long time mm. and so there's like a limit to how much we really like take in like listen to like other shows and stuff but I talk to people who listen to like so many Bravo podcasts on a weekly basis I love that and I was just like to say thank you to those people congratulations you're you're out there in the trenches doing the work and you know, putting in the time. If I didn't have a Bravo podcast, I would I would listen to like fifteen Bravo pods a week. Do you think? Yeah, I do. Okay, because I think it's it's the entirety of the universe. And if I'm a completionist with ninety nine percent of Housewives, excepting the COVID season of Orange County, <laughs> then I would be a completionist with pods too. Why would I stop at other people's perspectives of the shows that I love? That's you know? a good point. Yeah, it's. It- it's a lot to keep up with, but it's a labor of love. And I think that once you get into the rut, you kind of can't get out of it. Yeah, no, the second you start your own show, you're like, bye bye. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of keeping up with all the Housewives shows, yeah. a show that's not on right now, but is coming back is Real Housewives of Atlanta. And we found out this week that season 16 is going to be a, a a reboot is the word that's being used, but with a mix of new and returning cast members. And the first cast member that we have announced is Portia. Can you tell me... I talked about this on yesterday's episode a little bit, but like, what is your take on Portia coming back officially? Um, Feels like destiny. I also have the benefit of not having seen her spinoff, which I heard Mm. mixed reviews about. Mm. So I think I can come in with just the blind faith and happiness and gratitude that she's returning and it's going to be perhaps the last Portia that we've seen. But the interesting thing with Portia is she's been through sort of Luann style, just so many different chapters. And she's such a different person. She's grown so much, um, more than many other housewives from her first season through now. And so I don't know anything about like the Simon era of Portia. I really don't, aside from what she shows on social. So I'm really curious to see that, to see how she co-parents. And, you know, The first thing I thought when I heard she was back was like, oh, my God, great. The second thing was like, "Okay, who's coming back with her? Mm -hmm. 
because that's extremely important. And I think there are two name, three names that people have been talking about. One is Kenya, which I think is assured. I think is very likely. I think it's if, it has to be. If there's anyone from season 15 who feels like their spot is kind of guaranteed, not in jeopardy, it yeah. would be Kenya. Yeah. And Portia coming back, you need to have Kenya, especially if you don't have candy. Mm -hmm. You just need to have someone with like an interesting, complicated history yes. with this woman. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the last time they were on together, it was like, you know, pretty, like, relatively friendly, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, they had some good moments after, because they, they both the had kids. kids around the same time yeah. and were able to sort of breathe totally. a little bit. I think, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a, a like, temporary stalemate type of thing That's versus, okay. like, a true friendship. But, yeah, who? what were the other names? Um, Phaedra. Yes, which, I mean, we all, I think we, there's an understanding that some of these like spinoff style peacock shows can be a great way to sort of like re-audition slash reintroduce mm -hmm. former housewives back into the universe. Obviously, she's on Married to Med, but like, I, th I think the Traders has been such an incredible showcase for her yeah. that that actually feels more likely. And of course, with Candy gone, that yeah. seems. I talked about that last week that I, I wondered if. If the Bravo powers that be were almost kicking themselves for like putting Phaedra on Married to Medicine when it turned out if they waited a year, like the the big obstacle to her coming back to Atlanta was going to be gone. But they still could, obviously. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I think the timing is actually good with this because mm -hmm. I think she would have been wasted had she been on the last season of Atlanta because it was a bad season. For sure. For sure. And then the other name, which like. It, people have hope and I, you know, I come from a place of hope, but not, I don't, I don't think it's, I think people are like, it's going to happen. And I just don't see that. I just really don't see that. Yeah. I think that there was, it felt like in the fall, I want to say there was like a one week window where there were like some whisperings that Nini was going to be back mm -hmm. and it felt like it could maybe possibly be real. And then obviously there was no news about Atlanta for months after that. I got to say, it feels like there was that brief window and then all of a sudden it was closed and like Nini doesn't seem to be, have you seen her Instagram lately? Is it bad? She posted the other day. She's like, God. I don't know if she's hosting or attending or something. A bad girls club thing. The baddies reunion. And this clip that she posted is like, okay, now we're going to bring out some of the other girls. And then this girl comes out immediately, immediately walks on the stage, takes off her shoes and barrels forward into another woman sitting in her chair. No. The chair flips over. And that's the clip. Like, that's what Nini's doing right now. And I don't, I think that there was a point in time where I think Nini could have gotten sort of the like triumphant return that Portia is getting, but it feels like that window sort of closed. And now I, I don't know if, I don't know if Bravo would even care enough to pay whatever Nini would ask for to come back to Housewives. I don't think that's because of her doing other shows and like finding work opportunities, which are, you know, difficult when you are known as a reality TV star who did, you know, she really did pop as uh, an actor under the Ryan Murphy universe, but then that chapter ended. So I, I think it's, I think it's tough, but I think 
the thing of it is, while I'm sure that there's a lot of valid reasons that Nini feels like she was not well cared for by Bravo and production, uh, that's the understatement of the year. I think the difficulty is the way that she was speaking about Andy specifically Mm. was sort of similar to some of the stuff that Bethany has said. And I just don't know how you get past how specific she was on social, which is not to deny um, the reality of her hurt. And it's not to like negate that, but just to say, you know, if you're talking about him in a way that is very tough and tight, I don't know how you get around that to return. Cause I think she's tried to open the door. She's been like friendlier about it with these like TMZ random pop-ups. Oh my God, they just saw her and they want to know if she's coming back to Atlanta. Um, I think that's, that's just, I don't know how you get past that. Yeah. And I think also if we're looking, you know, I think it was Variety that reported last week that the news about Portia coming back. And, Shout out Kate Arthur. Yes. And is using, you know, the word reboot and a mix of new and old. And I think that if you, if you were to have, let's say Portia, Kenya and Nini on the show, it feels like that would leave not very much oxygen in the room for new people to really show up and kind of break out. And I feel like if they are going to put a lot of effort and clearly they're taking a lot of time to re, you know, constitute this cast, like they don't want three Titans of reality TV and then three newbies that aren't going to even stand a chance. Yeah, I think the casting and I think also whoever they work with from a production perspective are so incredibly important, which you would think, LOL, that should be what you say about literally every franchise in history. But 16 years into this. (laughs) But I think that the difficulty with Nini is because she truly, I think we can all agree, is on the Mount Rushmore of Housewives. Yes. I don't know how that works when you continue a show if her storyline consistently the last couple seasons she was on was like, I'm not being treated well and I'm a superstar because I do think she's a superstar. I think most people can agree with that. But mm-hmm. I also think like, what are the actual, is there a legitimate of legitimate foundation of relationships with these people? Yeah. Or is the only argument going to be you're checked out because you've you've done your work? Like, yeah. how? why should she have to? You know, like I get that argument, but also that's not necessarily good TV. Yeah. Last question about Atlanta before we move on to things that are actually that we can watch and talk about mm. <laughs> in the current tense. <laughs> Is there a place for Marlo, do you think? No, no, I don't think that she'll go back to friend of and she truly to me did not work out full time, not even a little bit. Yeah. But I love her as a Monty. Monty. And um, and uh, you're, you're like, am I? You're like Monty. I'm not saying something that's going to get me like, canceled. Because I do say those other words on Andy's girls, but on this show, you can say whatever you want. Mm, I don't know some of that stuff. Some of that stuff I'll say for AG, but I, uh, you know, should she have been asked to be full time earlier? Sure, but like, did it work out? Now, no. Yeah, it was. It was. She's tough. Yeah. she's a tough. She's tough. I agree. I I like Marlo a lot. I think she's she's given us a lot over the years. I think in terms of moving forward into a new era, I think it actually makes sense to bring only a couple people. And I think that Marlo is unfortunately like not one of the people that needs to make the list. So can I ask a question to uh, you? Okay, fine. Sir. Yeah. 
Um, Sheree. She buy. She buy, she buy. That maybe is trickier because Sheree obviously is an OG of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She has, you know, come and gone over the years. Mm-hmm. She's in her third stint. But she is somebody who feels like sort of the the perfect side character yeah. in a way. But I don't necessarily think that she would work as a friend of. I don't. I, maybe she would. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if she would want that. But like. Sheree brings me so much joy in so many ways. But at the same time, what I was just saying about if you're really trying to craft a new era of this show and if you're positioning maybe, let's say, Kenya and Portia or Phaedra and Portia or maybe all three of them as like sort of the, you know, the like monoliths of this franchise. I don't know if it makes sense to to pull Sheree into that equation when you also are going to have to have new people. I don't, I just don't know. And I'm enjoying her so much on Traders this yeah, season. She's like, so funny. Our like dummy icon. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call Alexis Bellino my idiot queen. <laughs> but like. She's not, she's smarter than Alexis was. A hundred percent. I th- mm. she's just not good at business or gameplay at, right like <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think she's good at like listening to instructions and remembering them like if if when Alan is describing <laughs> a mission on the traders if he was like repeat that back to me Sheree would be like well <laughs> she'd be like you so you you said something about the prize pot and oh my god I think we're going to run <laughs> something about a map <laughs> like Sheree. Sheree doesn't necessarily have a handle on like where all the pieces are on the chessboard. Yeah. I, I, think, I think she'd be a great friend of though. I think we need to, I can't let yeah. her, we can't fire her a fourth time because we would bring her back. She's coming back next season regardless. God, I love Sheree. Can I ask you one more question? Oh, yes. Okay. So assuming that Phaedra is back. Yes. Which I feel like 70, 30. 6535? Uh yeah, I think it depends what happens with Married to Med, obviously. But um Yeah, I wonder if her, you know, imaginary doctor boyfriend, the second one, is gonna be real upset. I think that regardless of what happens, I think Phaedra's stock has never been higher than it is right now. She is so important. Yes. <laughs> like genuinely, she's I I people ask what 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 I think is gonna happen on traders. I was like, first off, I have no fucking idea, which tells you to me that it's such a good show. And also like she just needs to stay as long as possible because I cannot get enough of her on the right. show. Okay, but what's your question? Okay, here's my question. So What's the like? What's the likelihood? And do you want this to happen if Phaedra's back and Porsche's back? Mm-hmm. That there is a conversation about what Phaedra did. Yeah, who said that? I think that you know it was attempted briefly on her first season of Girls Trip, where it was like brought up once and kind of just like swept away a little mm-hmm. bit. I do think. Or I'd like to think that if she were to be brought back, especially like full time as a housewife, that it would be kind of like the right, not even just like the right thing to do from like a ethics standpoint, but from like a sort of bringing things full circle in the like storyline sense of it to like have a real conversation about what happened. It'll it it's going to be like eight. 10 years ago and like why Phaedra went away from the group. We always talk about like the group, the ladies, the whatever, Mm -hmm. like 
Phaedra was a part of that group for like six years and then has never been seen in that circle since. And we all know why, but I think that it would be, I think that it would be like a, a good decision from like a TV making standpoint to like talk about it. Like, let's talk about the, you know, it's kind of the elephant in the room. And I don't think there would be, I mean, Phaedra would know this better than I would because she is, as we know, an attorney. I don't think that there would be legal ramifications for that. Because I think that initially one could make the argument that she didn't want to own up to this because from like a civil litigation perspective, regardless of the contracts that they sign, that there was a gray area here where it's like you could genuinely argue that if she admits to this, Mm -hmm. there could be some potential liability depending on what how Candy feels about you know, how the reunion went down and what was aired or whatever. But I just, I just think spiritually and emotionally, it's the thing, it's the weight that she carries. And she's so phenomenal. She's so talented. She's so smart. She's so funny. She's a superstar. Genuinely. She's, she's just so great. I I just would love to not think of it because it's some it's that thing that like yeah. even if we're not thinking about it it's still there and it feels because it's so heavy it's like one of the bleakest darkest things that has happened on housewives mm-hmm. it's just so tough but I, yeah. I don't know if she emotionally would want to admit to it you know yeah I mean I think there's there are layers of versions of the conversation that could be had that are more her admitting to it or less that direction. But I think just in terms of like, in terms of like what would make sense from a storytelling perspective, bringing her back onto, into like the group again in air quotes, cause like LOL. Um, There wasn't really that storytelling responsibility on married to medicine or on the traders where it's like, if you're just watching this show, you know, in, a vacuum more or less you don't feel like you need an explanation for like why Phaedra is being like allowed to come to the castle in Scotland but like I think on on Housewives it would make sense to sort of like close that loop and I might be totally wrong but I do think that like aren't Phaedra I may have made this up in my head but aren't Phaedra and Portia like they're they're good right I think they're good I think they're good I don't know how like close they are but okay we'll see because that, that would be really helpful, too, if there's a way to have this conversation where Phaedra doesn't feel like she's going to be attacked or, like, mm-hmm. put in a corner for the... I think right. that... But that's also a production thing. And we don't know... We really don't know exactly what happened when it happened. But we do know... I mean... Yeah. We have an idea we'll of see. some of it. So to be continued. We'll see. Maybe later later this year we can, uh, we can circle back on what's happening with Atlanta. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honeylove is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale, get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling Superpower Short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. 
You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. But for right now, we should talk about Beverly Hills and Miami. <laughs> I'm curious. Okay. So yeah. Miami this week. We are still in Mexico. I was like, I couldn't believe we were still in Mexico for like half this episode. I was like, we're still in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's like, I'm stressed with what happened last night. I'm like, what happened last night, Queen? And then it was like, oh, wait, last episode <laughs> was last night because we're, st- we're still in Mexico. So there's been a lot of... um. Real Housewives of Miami news this week. Uh, Larsa and Marcus, as of this time, have refollowed each other on Instagram. They were like spotted at a florist together <sighs> on Valentine's Day. So like, who the who the who the <laughs> fuck knows? Getting the moment on this week's episode of Real Housewives of Miami, where everybody in the cast finds out that Mar- that Michael Jordan has talked shit about his son's relationship with Larsa, that. I don't know what timing in the universe allowed that to happen on this week's episode in the midst of their, you know, potential breakup and get back together situation. Oh, it made me so happy. It just like tickled my little heartstrings. And Larsa saying, but he was laughing when he said it. Larsa, so he didn't mean it. Larsa watching the video, Adriana pulling up the video oh, on her God. phone at Pickleball <laughs> with Kiki there. Her being like, no, I don't No, I don't think it's. No, I don't feel any type of way about it because you can tell that he's laughing in the video. And Kiki's like, mm, <laughs> let me zoom in on the video a little bit because I don't know. <laughs> it's like, Larsa, it's it's kind of sad. And then in the confessional, she says, like, it's embarrassing that these women are grilling her on this video. And it's like, yeah, but it's more embarrassing that Michael Jordan said that on camera. The fact that we are talking about Michael Jordan and whether or not he likes Larsa's boyfriend, who also happens to be his son, is truly wild. Like, have we all taken a second to be like, this is Michael Jordan? It is so uh, the way that she's like sweeping it away. She says she says it's it's not an issue because behind closed doors, everything is fine. But then she also admits that she has not seen Michael Jordan since the time that she and Marcus began their relationship. So she's saying behind closed doors, everything is fine. What closed doors? You and Michael Jordan. (laughs) There are no doors. You and Michael Jordan are not in the same room. So you might be behind closed doors, but they're like in different states. The doors. (laughs) And 
is Marcus really telling her it's fine? That's the thing. I like. I believe that she and Michael Jordan have not gotten in a sc- screaming altercation over her relationship with Marcus. But I don't believe that Michael Jordan is like telling her that he's so happy to see them together. Yeah, it's like Larsa being like Kim and I are still good. I believe I don't think that's I believe that maybe she hasn't heard specifically otherwise. And so in her mind, right, everything is good. But like, was Marcus talking to his dad for that whole time? I don't even know. They watched the Super Bowl together on a on a teeny tiny TV, but I don't know if they were hanging out last year. Whose house was that? Oh my god, I don't know. Why was that TV so small? It was so small. It was very um do you remember when Drew Barrymore posted that video last month where she, maybe it was last month where she was like watching some movie of hers was like came on TV and she posted a video of herself like watching it and crying. And it was like a teeny tiny TV on like a teeny tiny table. And it was like, girl, whose house is this? Like you're Drew Barrymore. And it was Michael Jordan's TV or I don't know if it was Michael Jordan's TV. It was very that it was like, why are you watching the Super Bowl on a 16 inch TV? I've seen better TVs in bathrooms. Like at like at the mark. Have you ever stayed at the mark? No, I've never stayed at the mark. Okay. <laughs> Have you stayed at the mark? Yeah, I was a nanny to a high, high profile family. <laughs> You're like when I was getting ready for the Met Gala, we had a nicer TV in the bathroom. <laughs> and the there's like a T. If I remember correctly, okay. I was there for a couple months. Like it, at, when we were at the, it was after a hurricane. Mm. They're like bajillion dollar. I was a live in nanny. Yeah, their place needed to be worked on, so we were at the mark for a while. You know what? I've been getting a lot of cruise ship TikToks lately, and oh, is that bad cruise ship still bad? Uh, it's okay. The nine month okay. cruise is doing fine. Okay. Okay. Um, but the they just left LA. Okay. Um, but the the new biggest cruise ship in the world, I think it's called like the Icon of the Seas. There's been like room tours because it just like opened, and some of the rooms have like individual TVs in like the bunk beds in the kids' room, and they're nicer than Michael Jordan's TV. Why do we want to be on the largest cruise ship in the world? Wouldn't you just not be on a cruise? Like, if you're on a city in the water, why don't you just go to the city? Have we ever... There's never been a housewives trip on a cruise. Can we do that? I mean, okay. I would love love to see, like, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City going to, like, an all-you-can-eat buffet on, like, a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. And they've run out of Diet Coke. Like production has dumped all of the Diet Coke into the water and been like, Lisa, are you thirsty? Production production is unwilling to pay for the drinks package. Okay, you know what's so sad is that like my recall, I can't tell you how to spell my middle name, but the the early seasons of New Jersey, were they not on a cruise when Caroline and the Judice, Judice, Judices went to Italy? Were they not on a cruise for a part of that in oh, Italy? Maybe. We're like talking like maybe season two. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. I want to see there's a precedent there. A Disney cruise. Is that a thing? Disney cruise. Like Disney has a whole cruise line. I have an allergy. I have an alert. I break out in hives at the idea of being on a cruise. I don't understand. I don't understand it. And it's like they get bigger and fancier. I'm like, then stay at a hotel. Like I don't. I don't get it. So like, if a housewife is on a cruise ship, like I would need those waters to be rough. Like we need to figure out a way to be like Cartagena. They would need to do it like the Barbie movie where it's like the waves are made out of cardboard and it's like they're on a cruise ship. Sure. But they're also on a movie. Okay, set. Maybe we just need more housewives on below deck. <laughs> is, and so I need to Jill Zarin is, I guess, on the upcoming. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just you're bringing up things that we don't need to get into. 
<laughs> Wait, but did you? Okay, so I need to catch up on Watch What Happens because I know there have been stellar episodes and I'm so Same. far behind. But that clip of the, I guess the new, because I don't watch Below Jack Apologies to yeah. the community, but um, I am still an ally. The um, the captain was like, Carrie. Jill was the worst. And then Andy does, does like a super self-deprecating, like, oh my God, that's so surprising. I can't believe it. It was the funniest. And you know she's upset. You know she's texting Andy being like, I heard what you said about me on Watch What Happens Live. Sh- I mean, it's I like... I can't all get angry. I, can't, I love it so much. I love how awful <laughs> the original New York cast is to work with. Like, I just... It, that brings me... Because I, I don't have to work with them. I have never had anything but lovely interactions with Jill. I'll just I put lo- on the no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I I'm love like, Jill. I, yeah. I've gone to the... I've covered the Jill's Aaron Luxury Lunch not once, but you twice. Have. Yeah, yeah. We held hands at the last Luxury I took a photo of it. Do you remember you asked me if I wanted to come? And Daily I was like, Beast. look, I so want to come, but I just can't. I almost died at the... Because they <laughs> it was 100,000 degrees and they didn't have air conditioners or anything for any of the people on the press line. It almost... Took me out. You wrote out about that for the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast. Go, go look up like Jill Zarin sweat or something, and you'll find it. Do you know how I knew the piece was live? Because Jill DM'd me. I had no idea. <laughs> she sent me. I love Jill. I pray at the altar of Jill. I think Jill is phenomenal. I think they absolutely need her back on Legacy Girls Trip Vacation. Put the original cast of New York on a cruise ship, and I will become Team Cruise. I'm cruising right along with Jill. I I can't get enough of Jill, but I also love that they are sometimes monsters. What do you think about Lisa and Nicole's chat that they have at the beginning of the episode this week where Lisa shares that she her parents had a sort of a strange relationship and then while she was a teenager she was living with the family of her boyfriend and then she moved in with another boyfriend when she was 18 talking about sort of these like daddy issues she that's the word she uses Mm -hmm. and she and Nicole sort of relate based on having complicated relationships with their fathers I thought that was a really interesting kind of unexpected moment because I've never thought of Lisa and Nicole as kind of like having that kind of bond with each other what was that what did that do for you um I think that's a really great point because I really don't think of them I know that they're like on the same show but they don't really interact to me it feels like Nicole's with Gertie Lisa's with Larsa then you've got like everybody else and I so to see them interact, let alone bond, is mm-hmm. like a little jarring, but in a great way. I'm like, oh, right. These people can also speak to each other and have a moment. I think that with Miami, because they've had this cast of nine people for the last three seasons and nine people that are really all contributing on a full time level, even if three of them are labeled as friends of you have these kind of pockets within the cast where it feels like, OK, like. Julia and Adriana are their own thing and Alexia and Marisol are their own thing. And then you kind of have like Larsa, Lisa, Kiki a little bit. And then you have Gertie and Nicole. Obviously, they interact with each other. And I think that this season they've kind of done a better job of breaking down those barriers a little bit, like seeing Julia and Alexia sort of exploring their friendship a little bit more, seeing, I think, like Gertie going through her whole whole like health ordeal, I feel like has kind of opened her up to the group maybe more a little bit. Like this cast just has so much going on at all times that I think even as I'm like, you know, looking at my notes from last night's episode, I thought it was a great episode, but it's like hard to even know where to look sometimes. 
Yeah, and it's interesting. I feel like we knew a little bit about her family stuff, not having a relationship with her family, maybe during the first generation of Miami. I know it came up, and I think What's-Her-Face Joanna maybe used it against her at a reunion or something. There was Mm -hmm. like a weird energy there. That could be completely wrong, so I apologize. I mean, I don't really apologize, but like that could be wrong. Um, (laughs) Dear Lisa. But here's So I love that. I want to hear more about that. I think that explains a lot about the feeling of like who's going to take care of me now that Lenny is gone and what's going to happen if this new guy doesn't work out. I mean, it seems like she's very invested in like that dynamic continuing with a different person. Um, But here's my question for you. Can I just like completely sidebar? Mm. How do we feel about Julia? I think that Julia is a really fun energy. And I think that she brings something really unique, not just to this show, but to housewives as Mm -hmm. a, universe i think that given what i just said about this cast having nine really you know full cast members Mm -hmm. and there being a lot going on at all times i think that julia would be the the easiest person to trim yeah and i don't like truly and not that i like care that much because it's like you know, it's housewives mm-hmm. shit happens. But like, I don't mean that, that I think she's underperforming or that I think she like, isn't giving us enough. I just think that if you're looking at, if you're looking at the pieces of the puzzle and you're trying to like, you know, find room for something new or, you know, to bump Kiki up to full time, let's say, mm-hmm. I think that Julia is the one that would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that then Adriana would have to maybe, play along a little bit more with with the rest of the group without her her like you know sister soldier there I think that there would be a little bit more space for Kiki to have a full kind of storyline and I'm sort of leaning in that direction at this point of I feel like Kiki has really blossomed this season more than the last two and I feel like every little crumb that she gives us of learning more about her, of seeing more of her kind of way of dealing with things. I thought her her like arc with Lisa on this Mexico trip, I thought was extremely compelling. Like I, you know, I seeing them kind of have their like hug it out moment in the, you know, at the like market or wherever they were in shopping. I thought that that was like, you know, it that was a storyline that I felt invested in. And I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if what Julia... You know, it sucks. Like, I don't, I'm not like, I'll fire her ass. But like, you know, it might make sense. I think it's tough when she's like trying to do what production is advising her to do. She wants to be successful. She needs to keep those chickens. And when they're like, you know, say so-and-so raise up this thing that's like really gossipy at this opportune time. It just feels so mechanical because Julia's like a good person. Like Julia, I, she doesn't read to me as someone who's like gossipy yeah, in that way. Does, I think that's tough. I think of everyone on this cast, she is the, she's the least skilled at making like reading a producer's text right. to her feel right. like it's coming from her. Yeah, because you would, and she, because she's a real, per, she's not a reality TV personality. Yeah. She's a person who's on reality TV. If nothing else, we'll always have. He's Larsa. <laughs> Larsa. <laughs> Can't take that away from us. Oh God, I, I, you know, and I know Andy like loves the Martina of it all. Yeah. So I think that's like a great value that she brings that we know who she's married to. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? But um, 
I I don't know. I think I think maybe you know, and I love her, and I want her to have as many farm mm-hmm. animals as she possibly can. I just don't know. I don't know that she's going to get it through yeah. Housewives. I agree. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Let's talk about Beverly Hills for a few minutes okay, love. before we wrap up. Uh, so, oh, I'm never leaving. Yeah, thank you, Be- <laughs> Beverly. I'm a meeting it too. Uh, <laughs> Beverly- <laughs> Cancel it, Jorge. So, Beverly Hills and Miami Shout both both heading into season finales next week. It's interesting how these shows have had basically the exact same timeline Mm -hmm. this season they were on their trips at the same point they premiered I think a week apart they're ending around the same time the energy I think is very different um it felt like this week of Beverly Hills we sort of like we sort of like brought most of the issues within the group to a close where then now we can have the season finale of what the fuck's happening with Kyle and Mauricio (laughs) Okay, here's the issue that I have with the new footage of Kyle and Mo. And I could talk about Kyle and Mo for literally hours, and I have on Andrew's Girls. Yeah, we did last week. I think we, we quite, quite literally did. Um, here's my uh, upset, is that when Scandal happened, and may its memory always be a blessing, Yes, we had like a full, and I know that's like a moment in time. It's a totally different situation. All I'm saying is, when I heard that cameras picked up for Kyle and Mo, I thought we were getting a full episode. I mm-hmm. thought we were getting a full bonus episode and it seems like maybe this episode will be like I don't know 15 minutes longer or something I don't even know I just feel like it's not enough having not seen it I feel like it's not feeding me enough I fully agree there is a big difference between picking up the cameras to film one or two sort of pickup scenes to tack on to the end of a finale Mm -hmm. and Vanderpump Rules when you watch that finale they filmed for days. Yeah. They had different scenes happening. They had, you know, Dodie going over to Ariana. They had Sandoval going over to Sheena's house. They had, you know, multiple confrontations. Lisa got, uh, you know, Lisa got into glam. Like they, re- <laughs> they really like produced an extra episode of the show versus, uh, this is happening. We should like film a scene to tack on to the end of the finale. And like I, like you said, we haven't seen it yet, but I, I think that, it felt like this episode, I do think they did a good job in this week's episode of that scene with Kyle and Mauricio talking about mm-hmm. kind of where they're at, the fact that they've been going to therapy together and they're sort, it felt like we were got a really clear view of sort of like how they're approaching this situation differently. And the way that Mauricio is talking about when they're empty nesters Ugh. and Kyle's like, we're not empty nesters. 
Portia is still like what, like fifteen? Fif- yeah. He's like, yeah, but I'm thinking about tomorrow. It's like you have three, three, at least three more years, let's say, of a child being under 18. Like thinking about tomorrow is not the same as like you have a, a situation you need to get through right now. And it felt like last week and this week were the first time that Kyle really was like open about the fact that it's like if this doesn't change, we will not stay together. Why has Mauricio not changed? Can, can will he? Can he not? Does he not have? Can he not access the idea that he needs to change his life, or I, does he refuse to? Yeah, I mean, the way that he consistently brings up work makes me think that he has sort of whether it's a conscious choice or sort of just like a thing he doesn't know how to break out of. He's kind of chosen, yeah, that work is going to be his wife. Mm. And that he's saying, you know, it's crazy. We only had this many employees or whatever. And now we have this many and we're opening two new branches a month. And it's just so crazy. It's like, right. And Kyle is standing in front of you saying like, hey, hey, like I need I need like a slice of that attention. And for whatever reason, he he's just not he's not there. And so in that sense, it's like it's not like it doesn't make me happy to see Kyle and Mauricio potentially be over but if kyle really isn't going to be able to get what she needs from him then yeah go find it somewhere else go go be on your own if that's gonna if you're gonna be more fulfilled being on your own than you are dealing with this relationship every day do that you would think and we don't know what's going on in real time you would think that once they announced that they were separated or that announcement was made without their like consent or whatever um without their like permission um you would think that he would still want to fight for this but does he just think that like it's over i mean he might be in real time but he's like spiraling in aspen so i don't even he's having a a midlife crisis for a minute he was like spiraling into bed with his dancing with the stars partner and then (laughs) it's like spiraling into bed with anita i don't know like allegedly who knows um (laughs) But also, like, I don't even think about, like, the fucking like, yeah. I'm not it, if they're if you're separate. I mean, every relationship is different. Like, you know, you have Sutton who said, I thought we were getting separated to work on our relationship. Mm. But it seems to me the way that she's presenting it when she said she wanted to work on it. Her husband was like, well, fuck that. I'm out. Like, right. It's the thing of like, if you say you're on a break, are you on a break so you can work on things or are you on a break so you can fuck other people? I mean, Ross and Rachel forever. You know, like, what is it and what does it mean to be on a break? I don't. It feels it feels like their separation is a chapter and what we're leading to is a some sort of permanent something. It does not feel yeah. like this is something so we can get into our own spaces but work this out and that's not a critique. Like I no, I genuinely I just, want Kyle it, this is Kyle's show. I'm centered around Kyle's experience. Like mm-hmm. I'm not as centered around. I don't care as much honestly about Mauricio as I do Kyle. So I want her to be happy. I do think that is probably going to be maybe a, a new life as someone who's not no longer married to this man and that's heartbreaking for me because I never saw them going to this place but they're here. So yeah. I just think for with Mar- like here's my number one issue. Kathy going to the reunion, die for Kathy, making enemies over the course of this episode. I I love Kathy. So it's great that she's like popping in for the reunion, her own little like Jamie Lee energy. But why is Mauricio not there? Mm-hmm. Why is Mauricio not there? 
why is Mauricio not there? Like that's that's problematic for me if he's not there. It really makes me think. And again, we haven't seen the reunion. I don't know. Maybe he is Maybe there. Maybe he does catering if, or something. I don't if know. If Mauricio is not at the reunion, Gaffer. I have to imagine he said no to going to the reunion. I don't know that it was I, asked of him. I can't. Might, it might have been asked of Kyle. Can can we do something with Mauricio? And she was like, no, Maybe thank you. Maybe she said no. Maybe yeah. she said Maybe no. Maybe she was like, I filmed with him after for the finale. That's enough. Has there ever been a husband at the Beverly Hills reunion? Yeah. Many times. No. Wait. There? At Beverly Hills. Yeah, no. Hasn't P- PK's been there with Erica, Pantygate. Mauricio's been there, okay. maybe during the Brandy oh, era. Right, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting hyped up. I'm going to get like one star reviews that are like, yeah, no, PK was there. <laughs> I mean, who could forget PK? But yeah, like Beverly Hills is many not people, a show where people. the husbands are just like default invited every year. But this but is ridiculous. Does, exactly. That's ridiculous that he's not there. Also, I'm getting upset. Also, based on this week's episode and other episodes in the season, PK should probably be there too. Because I'm maybe he's the mm. fact that he was okay this week he was on day 12 of a trip to London <laughs> with no info about when he might be home. <laughs> they have little kids. I think that okay. I, I think, never thought about that. I think <laughs> it's terrible that I never thought about I, that. As much as I think Dorit can be like a little bit like LOL, calm down sometimes. Mm. The fact that you have like young children and your husband is just like Sora, I've been gone so long, babe, but this deal's important, so I don't know when I'm going to be home. It's like, can we get an estimate? Are they just doing that, though, because he was, like, filming a reality TV show and they don't want to talk about it? Because that would take it out too much because then he's a reality TV star and not, like, PK, the guy who was once a billionaire and now does stuff with Boy George. Like, I don't know. Boy George also. Maybe she knew. Boy George in Moulin Rouge on Broadway right now. Oh, yeah? Bad. No! I've been seeing videos on TikTok. Dylan! He, like, he, sir! He, like, can't hit the notes. He, like, seems... Yeah? Unfocused, perhaps. What does that mean? You're giving me eyes. I don't know what it means. It could mean anything. You're giving me eyes. You're going to tell me. Well, I don't know what it means. I'm not going to like say why he might be unfocused. You know. Well, I don't know. Okay, great. <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> not great. <laughs> I am shocked by that. You would, And that show is bad. It's a bad show. It's not a good show. It's a very bad show. Unless you want to just hear well, Apple Music's Apple Music's like, here are the songs that everybody remembers from the last seven years. He has to sing Chandelier in that show. That's a a tough thing. Titus was doing it before. Well, Titus is a superstar. Exactly. But boy, because it's like Moulin Rouge airs on the side of stunt casting, but they're not as, (laughs) I say this laughing, they're not as like, quote unquote, successful as it, as Chicago was pre-Ariana, who I need to see. She's a star. But, um... But uh, yeah, Mueller, it's not a good show. So it, it's just not, it's truly not a good show. So like if he's bad in it, he's bad in a bad show. Yeah, I don't but know. Like, oh God, but no. But like last year they had JoJo. Let it not be. Who's, I think from Rhode Island. So I have no comment. Queen. If, okay, great. Queen I have comments. The vocals. I think she's from Rhode Island. So I have no choice but to Amazing. support. You know Love. who else is from Rhode Island? Sarah Galley. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest state with the biggest heart. The biggest talent. The biggest talent. Talent and energy. This has been a pleasure, Sarah. Thank Why do we have to stop? We have to stop because I, I do have a meeting. <laughs> wow. Is it with me? Can't we cancel that? I'm, I'm six minutes late for my meeting. Well, we gotta go. six minutes well spent. Six minutes well spent. Tell everyone where they can spend some more minutes with you. <laughs> As they leave one star reviews on your Apple. Um, you no, can. <laughs> no, don't do that. 
First, follow me on Instagram, and then you can call me a twat. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Listen to episodes of Andy Scrolls, a semi-weekly drop. Um, and the podcast focuses all on the psychology behind The Real Housewives and other TV. We have Taking It Personally special episodes as well. So you can listen to Andy Scrolls wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you want exclusive bonus content, join the Andy Scrolls Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls. Amazing. Thank you, Sarah. As always, thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. <laughs> Goodbye. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.